You are listening to WKDW 97.5 FM, Northport, Florida, Real Community Radio. Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio. This is Yaya Diamond, and I have a wonderful show for you. You're not going to believe who's on the show today, Mr. Rodney Perry, the comedian himself, is on the show. So sit back and just keep your ears open and keep your smile on your face because here we go this is awesome we have so many wonderful guests on this show and um it's just it's awesome we can't degrade nobody we can't say that nobody's different nobody's worse nobody's better than anybody else but we have some awesome guests on this show and i am so privileged and thanks to have such an uh, array of support for dream chasers radio and uh, I'm still daring to be different, guys. I I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be your son. I don't like that. You know, what's normal anyway? I don't know. Anyway, so we have someone on the on the show today. He is. I mean, first of all, I'm gonna pull him out because he's from Chicago, and so am I. So there. And his, <laughs> his birthday is a few days after my birthday, so I am younger than he is. There. Anyway, so. Um, you know, he could be my big brother or something. I don't know, you know, but whatever. I'm not going to go there. But we have Mr. Rodney Perry on the show today. He's going to have this. <laughs> Rodney, how are you? I am great. I didn't know you were a Virgo. Yes, look at that. I love Virgos. <laughs> okay. Ooh, all right. So, Virgos, yes. I yes. mean, I don't go by the sign anyway because, I mean, some, some Virgos, you know, but we're not going there. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, so, you know it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an exact science, you know, but it's uh, it's always just fun, to, you know, to see how, how similar you are to people, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is. And you, you know, you born around the same time, I don't know, it's something in the air, you know, especially at Chicago water. You know, yeah. when you're born around that time, you, you're, you're just like, it's them. like entertainment. <laughs> it's like entertainment right. on your forehead. It's just, there it is, you know. So, <laughs> so man, I'm telling you, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. And, uh, I mean, I've seen you on the Monique show, BET, you know, and, I mean, Martin Lawrence. And, I mean, you've done everything out there that you can do. And um, I, I applaud you for that, man. It takes a lot of guts and courage to get out there by yourself. And new comedy. I yeah. Said, I got that thing. Anything. But comedy? Tomatoes is my future. <laughs> no, no. It's, you know, it, it's, it's relative to whatever your gift is. You know, you're, you're gifted. You, you ain't going to catch me singing in, in public either. You know what I mean? So, you know, we just got different gifts. That's all. I hear you, I hear you. But, but, like I said, something in the air, you know, September, the, the baby, Chicago. I mean, coming from Chi-Town, you got a lot of entertainers coming from Chi-Town, man, I'm telling you. Very true. And not everybody makes it. Not everybody makes it. And and it's a blessing to, to do what you love to do and get paid for it, you know. I mean, yes, ma'am. We're both living witnesses for that. And, uh, and it, it takes a lot of hard work. So, I know my audience wants to hear a lot from you, and I'm going to turn it over to you, but I wanted to ask you um, exactly how you got started, what motivated you, and what was your first show like? Well, you know, how did I start? Uh, There's a few different answers for that. Um, 
I had a teacher in the second grade that that would let me perform at the end of class. You know, you know, uh, Mr. Thompson would let me go. You know, if I would chill out during the course of the day, Mr. Thompson would let me perform at the end of the day. You know, and tell jokes, and I I would go up, go up and do Howard Cosell impressions and Muhammad Ali impressions, and you know, make my peers laugh. So. You know, I, I always kind of wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't know what it was as a profession much later on in my life. But uh, uh, I guess I guess it was always in me. Even you know how how like you know those those little things come to town. I, I know you know this as a singer. You know it's like you know give us a hundred bucks and you can come make a tape and you can give this tape to somebody in Hollywood and and you might be a star. You know and, and you yeah. and you. Were, Spend that hundred dollars and that two hundred dollars, and so I did that in high school. You know, I, you know, I did stuff like that, and you know, Barbizon, they tell you they can make you into something, and so you know, I kind of always knew, but it, it wasn't until later on until I would find my way to the stage, and uh, that's when it became kind of real. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it, real. And when your first show, I want to know about it. Not, I mean, your first official, like big time. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Show. What was that like? Ah, my first big time, like, you know, I mean, you know this as an entertainer. You have so many milestones. And I think mm-hmm. my, my, my first oh-my-gosh moment was when I got an opportunity to go on tour with Cedric the Entertainer. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I did a comedy competition. And uh, from that comp- while I was at that competition, I met Cedric's road manager. And he and I kind of, you know, clicked, you know, just on a man level, just like, oh, man, you're a cool brother, you know. And he was like, right, I'm going to plug up with Sid. We're about to do a tour. I'm going to plug you up. And, you know, I, at that time I was living in L.A., and I had heard that a hundred times. So, you know, I didn't really think anything about it. And maybe a week or so later, a week or so later I get a call, you know, and it's like, hey, can you go to Detroit and Indianapolis, you know, in two weeks? And uh, it was it was a great experience because that was my first time getting on the plane to go to a gig. And then, you mm-hmm. know, it was all first class. You know, Cedric is a real classy guy, so he made sure we were treated the way he was treated. So, you know, they would have mm-hmm. a limo pick you up at the house, you know, at your home, and then they would drive you to the airport. Then you would, you would you know, take the airplane. And then when you got off the plane, you would travel in a limo with Cedric to the hotel, you know, it was it was just a a, a really first class, uh, amazing time. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That sounds awesome. I I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. As an entertainer, you kind of know, but everybody has a different moment. Like, I mean, there are some people where it's handed up to them on a silver platter, and then right. there are uh, people like me. <laughs> sure. And I don't know if you're like me, where you had to like hustle. Um, I still, I still hustle. You know, I still grind. I still hustle. You know, it, it mm-hmm. never ends. You know, the analogy I like to tell people is like this game. Well, first of all, if you see, if you see Yoloma, you see Rodney Perry, you you think that we're overnight successes or whatever. But it, you know, I'm I'm 20 years in. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell you any number of stories about the grind and the struggle. I could tell you about what? the Christmases that I wasn't wasn't sure how I was gonna, you know, provide for my family. Or I could tell you about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the one bedroom apartment that eventually turned into a two bedroom apartment 
that eventually turned into a three-bedroom apartment, you know, to to living in a home where I live now, you know. So mm-hmm. I can tell you about repossessed cars. I can tell you about, you know, you know, uh, working at a as a as a, uh, a a manager of an apartment building. I can tell you about, you know, working at the VA and and uh, having a mm-hmm. conversation with an amputee at the VA that really made me get on my grind because, you know, you can make the decision to follow your dream, but there's another decision you make to implement that decision. You know, right. I mean, following your dream is one thing, but really being a hundred percent into it is another thing. You know, I mean, yeah, that's and true. It, it it it's not an easy thing. So it, it it might look easy, but it's not, and it's it's a grind, and the grind never stops because for every goal you you present yourself. The moment you attain that goal, you open yourself up to a new goal. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so wow. I mean, you, you're never, you should be never satisfied. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm working really hard at you know at, at achieving my next goal. You know, right now. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, for a person that 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 looks at you on the outside, okay. And they see you with the life that you have now. Like you said, you can you can testify to the repossessed car. So can I. You can testify. Right. I can testify losing my house. You know, I can testify to all of that. We right. we've gone through the ups and downs. You know what what the industry says. You paid your dues. You know, and and there's so much you can do until bang you hit. Now you said you're 20 years in. That's about right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm 20 years in as well. And um. But, I mean, not everybody 20 years in is at the position that you're at, even at the right. position that I'm at, you know, where where you've opened up for, I mean, you've been on the Monique show and BET. I've only been on BET. I ain't never been on the Monique show, but I, I she's a nice person. But, yeah. I mean, there's just so many, there's so many different levels, like you said, that you get to the plateau where you're at, and, and you don't, you get there through struggling a lot of times. What right. what was your struggle? I mean, what did your struggle do to you to get you so determined? I mean, what was it like? I mean, everybody has one. Well, well, you know what what I say all the time is success is in the journey. You know, um, for for me, if 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 God says, "Hey, Rodney, I need to tap you on the shoulder. I need you to come up here with me right now," I, I'm a winner. And and I'm not a winner, not necessarily because I, you know, I, I've had the blessing to be on television, you know, whether that be on Bill Bellamy or Who's Got Jokes, or whether that be on the Monique Show or Def Jam or Comic View or Stars. The blessing is I've had an opportunity to entertain people. Like I, I tell jokes for a living, you know, and I have I have I have done that for upwards of of 15 years exclusively. So. Uh, when when I made when I made the decision to become a full time comedian, that's when I became a winner, and everything yeah. else is a byproduct of that win. You know, like if I, I said to myself years ago, if I can be a really good comedian, it'll make way for all the other other things, the peripheral things like acting and hosting and you know all those other things. So the the grind is not really a grind because I'm doing what I love to do and make that's making people laugh. There you go. There you go. That's it right there. I'm telling you. So when you when you got to 
okay, you got the grind behind you. You paid your dues. But what I'm I'm trying right. to do is I'm trying to give people a picture of your journey because okay. most people, like I said, they have this perception. They see you now, but they don't see you then. The journey, when you when you got to a certain point, when did you decide, I need help with this, I need a team, I need a manager, I need, or did you have that in the beginning? I mean, how did that come well, up? How did you meet well, that person? I think that's that's a really good question because I think a lot of us entertainers jump the gun with with uh, getting uh, business help. Like a lot of us, before we know our business, we turn it over to somebody to run it for us. And so I was always of the mindset that I wanted to know my business inside and out before I had somebody run it. Now, granted, you know, I, I've had agents and managers but, you know, it's a trip. Right before I booked the Monique show, my agency let me go, you know. My agency just let me go. And they, they felt like, you know, I wasn't working enough and blah, blah. And I was like, I bet they're kicking themselves in the in face right now. <laughs> but, okay. But I, I, I the, totally agree with you on that one. The journey, the journey has been, you know, it, has, it hasn't been easy. I mean, it, it's been, it's been um, some ups and downs. In terms of, like I said, when I I, I started, I, I missed as a comedian. Comedian, I missed the Def Jam era. I missed the comic view era because I was off the main stage radar. So you know, when 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 Def Jam was making stars, I was doing comedy, but I was a Rudy Poop. And when comic view was making stars, I was still in my formative years, and I was in the Navy. So you know, I didn't really catch. Heat to like ninety eight, and then ninety eight, I packed up my family and moved to L A. Um, uh, managed an apartment building for like a year and a half, two years. Um, you know, we we did light maintenance on about forty units of apartments. My wife and I, you know, that was and we took that job cause so we can get free rent. Uh, we did that until they till they fired us. You know, I started traveling, and they 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 was like, yo, you know. You guys not doing as good a job, you know, as you should be. So they let us go, which was a blessing. You know, in the meantime, I lost, I lost my Dodge Neon. I lost my uh, uh, Ford Taurus who I, that I had at that time. Lost both of those to repossession. You know, and I was, I was like without a lot, and. Uh, I can only be thankful to God for a few things. One, for one of my best friends, Joey Wells. Like, Joey would 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 help me without anything attached to the help. You know, I mean, we've all gotten help before, but people a lot of times will go, yeah, man, so when you blow up, don't forget me, you know. But he never, <laughs> he never had any of that type of energy on him. It was always just from the kindness of his heart that he would help. And, and right. you know, because of him, you know, he, he allowed me to ride with him for over a year and not feel any of that, that, that burden that you feel when, you know, as a man, when you're getting help, you like you feel like less than a man. And he never made me or let me feel that way. So, you know, okay. Joey Wells, you know, and he's still like one of my right-hand dudes to this day. And um, but so you go through that part. And then, you know, you start getting on television. You start getting on Comic View. You know, you start uh, uh, doing DVDs. You start performing. You get in your first movie. And 
it, it just, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, it's so many things have to happen. You got to learn lessons along the way. Like I can remember uh, telling my wife I was taking care of business, but, you know, I would be at the comedy club late at night drinking. And she t- she asked me, she said, how are you taking care of business if you're coming home drunk? You know, I had to mm-hmm. learn that lesson. You know, and like even now, I don't I don't drink I don't do anything to excess. I believe moderation is the key to life. But w- mm-hmm. what I learned from that instance is to to be respectful of of the journey in such a respect that you don't abuse it. You know, because mm-hmm. you know in entertainment there's a lot of pitfalls, whether that be women or men or drugs or you know or uh, or, or alcohol. You know, whatever your vice is, this. This business has the ability to magnify that vice times a hundred, so it's uh, it's a lot it's a lot to take on, you know. And along the way, I would get all kind of jewels, you know. Uh, Sid, the entertainer, who was my mentor, he he would stop and uh, you know give me little tidbits of wisdom. Steve Harvey, who I would eventually begin to write for, my first one of my first um, uh, writing jobs was for Steve Harvey. Uh, Kim Whitley, who was one of my mentors, my first Hollywood job was playing, being a writer on her show and being a uh, a warm-up guy as well, you know. And, you know, you go through this journey, you know, and like say, for instance, I did radio for three years for free, you wow. know. I did radio for three years for free, and – and what happened? I, I started. You, your your business is what you let it be. And, and what I mean when I say that is that I walked into this radio station just advertising a comedy show I was doing at a comedy club in L.A. And that went from once a week to twice a week to why don't you guys come in on Monday to the other guy not coming in no more and Rodney Perry coming in five days a week to two years later to three years later. You know, mm-hmm. and I was in that situation with no money, and people talked about me. They were like, "Man, how you going in there? Going in every day, man? Ain't no money. I mean, how you going? You know?" But I, I felt like I was still getting something out of it, and ultimately, it was doing that thing that let me be ready when Monique started doing her radio show, and they asked me to come on there one day, and then they saw our chemistry and saw that I knew my way around the radio station. So, you know, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, man, and, and I did that. It that's it. And uh, it, it's so many milestones, man. I can go on and on uh, with, with with my journey because my journey is still in progress. I mean, you you know, I'm I'm still learning how to how to uh, how to be a, a a star. You know, that's another mm-hmm. thing you have to learn. I mean, that's that's not given to you. I mean, I've I've had opportunities to be a fly on the wall and watch some people make some big mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. on the flip side, I've, I've had opportunities to watch people do some great things. You know, so right. uh, you know, it, it's hello. Did we lose him? Uh, I'm right here. I'm right here. Hello. Oh, okay. I'm going to say I lost you for a second there. Wow. Can I wanted to me? ask you real quick. Yeah, I can uh, hear you. Okay. Are we still there? Okay. I yeah. wanted to ask you real quick. You said you saw people that made big mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. What what would be a big mistake to make in the industry? I mean, coming from we're talking to people who are just starting. This is dream chasers. So people who are listening, people who are going to listen yeah. to this, because it's going to be archived. They're going to know. They're going to need to know what a big mistake is. What would be something or some collective things that they should not do at all in the industry? Well, 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 well there's, a, there's a few things. First of all, uh, just I'm going to give you a practical answer to that. Uh, for mm-hmm. for everyone that has a dream, there are people that their dream is to separate you from your money. So uh, when you get into the to the entertainment business, you got to understand that there's a business of entertainment as well. So there are people that sell uh, everything from lessons. If you want to be a model, they'll tell you the best model in the world. They sell that. And initially, if somebody is asking you for money, it's probably a ripoff. You know, if somebody is asking you, like, hey, give me $500, and I'm going to make sure you get your head shots, and, and I'll make, you know, you know what? And so that's a practical answer. That's a practical pitfall. Other pitfalls are the same pitfalls in any other profession. Drugs, mm. alcohol. Sex, you know, uh, a lot of people become comedians because of the, the the perks, you know. But you don't do your passion based on perks because at the end of the day, you'll end up with nothing but perks, you know. Cat uh, Williams, who was, who was a friend of mine, you know, still is a friend of mine. We don't get a chance to talk about it like we used to. And, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to talk with him since he went through some of the woes he went through. But I mean, he reached the pinnacle of the comedy game, and 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 relatively quickly. And I can remember he and I uh, putting our VCRs together when we were grinding, just so we can make tapes to send off to possibly get big booked. And you know, you get to a point when you when you have success that fast, is you do kind of end up self medicating whether that be marijuana or alcohol or women. And so you got all those things in your life. And on top of that, you get to a point where you get a little paranoid because everybody in your life becomes a yes man or yes woman. See, when you when everybody in your life is on your payroll, it's hard to get an honest answer, uh, you know. So you got to keep people in your life that's willing to give you the hard truth. Hey, dog. You're being stupid. Hey, hey man, I wouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. Hey, man, can I give you some advice on this? You got to you gotta keep a mentor. You got to keep people around you that are smarter than you, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't be the, the, the smartest human being within your group. If you are, you're not getting any better. So, you know, that, that's, some of, that's some of the things, you know. And, and some, some of the lessons are just universal, you know, and uh, and. You know, learn how to manage your money. You know, learn your worth. Like, you know, and and that's kind of vague, but you know, most of us don't learn about money until we have it. You know, right. and and so I told my son this. My son is seventeen. He's like, Dad. You know, he asked me for the money. I was like, Well, son, you 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 blew the last money I gave. He's like, Forget it. I'll just get some money. I was like, It don't matter if you get it from somewhere else, because the source is not the issue. The issue is right. you don't understand how to manage money. So whether mm-hmm. you have 
$50 or $50 million. If you can't manage 50 you can't manage $50 million. It's impossible. It's impossible. You don't possess the skill set. So let me give you the skill set, and, and that's what, you know, I teach my children, and that's what I teach, you know, people who ask me, you know, you know, learn money, man. This, this game, of, you know, learn what interest rates are. Learn the fact that your credit score is low affects you, you know, ripple affects you throughout your life if you don't get it fixed, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not really hard to get it fixed, and you don't have to pay somebody to do it. You can write a letter to the credit bureaus yep. and dispute a credit check, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, for everybody that's out there, that's dreaming something, yeah. there's somebody that's trying to separate you from your money. So as long as you know that going in, I think you can prepare yourself to succeed and, and succeed in a big way. Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with you. This, um, I remember I was talking to my mother the other day, and we were talking, um, and uh, for those of you who don't know who my mom is, she's a um, multi-platinum artist overseas. She did this on High Energy in the 80s. Went huge. She sold... High Energy. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come on, I'm not going to go there, okay? Anyway. Yeah. Nah, you know, you know, I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I'm real big on house music, you know, so I love all that. Then you know about what I'm talking about. If you saw exactly. the music video, then you saw me in there. Wow. Did you see a little girl it. on the, the right-hand corner with the white little ribbon in her hair dancing? That's me. Oh, God. That's how I, I haven't seen it in I've years, but I'm sure you've been getting it, it in You're going to go back and see it now, right? Wow, I'm going to that <laughs> You're going to see me there. It's funny. I, I didn't have no, no, no shyness in me because I was performing since I was four. But there was always right. something. My mom, my mom always showed me. She said, you know, here's $300 for the, for the week. That was my allowance. Every wow. week, three hundred dollars. You wow. know what I did with it? Nothing. Nice. <laughs> I had everything I needed. I had it all. I had everything I needed. What did I need money for? The only thing I used it for, I think, was to go to the movies. I went to McDonald's. Right. <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, when times got rough and they got hard, I had all that money. Wow. I, ne- I really never really spent it. I think the biggest purchase that I made was a bicycle so that I could bike myself to, you know, if I wanted to go to the beach or something, I'd just ride my bike to the beach. That was the biggest purchase I made with the $300. That's the only thing I did. The rest of the money was stashed. And, you know, it was just whatever. I just put it down. Thank you. And yes. that was it. Like I said, when things got hard, guess what? When all her money, when they, they ran off with her money, okay? But when they ran off with their money, they did that to a lot of people back then. Uh, that's who had money. Right. And I learned from a very young age, everybody's out to disconnect you from your money. I know. I mean, ain't that something? That's, that's, in the industry, everybody wants to see you fail because they want to succeed. I don't know if they actually life. want to see you fail, but, but their business is your business, <laughs> you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in terms of the question you asked, too, I have a very small. I have, I have um, you know, of course, it's me, um, uh, Madeline Smith, who helps me. My, she's she's my assistant. She does all my internet. I helps me with that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And Charles Gooch and my little brother JT. 
You know, that's that's us mm-hmm. in a nutshell. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have some people that are my friends and family that do little things, isolated things for us. But you know, at the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I one thing I, I learned, I learned this from Monique, is to be as self-contained as possible. Because when you see an Oscar yes. award-winning actress that don't have no publicist or no no uh, you know, it's just her her husband and her assistant. You know, and they're and they're getting it done, and they're doing movies and producing TV shows, and you know, I, and I, I take I also have a lawyer too. You know, you got to have a, a legitimate mm-hmm. lawyer. Exactly. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, most of the people, you know, what what I learned is let people be experts. Like I, I hire people to do what they do. Like I, I learned that you cannot. Everybody that's gonna come to your life is gonna try to do multiple things. You're best served to have people focus their energies to what they do best. Uh, I'll give you a quick story. We had a lady. One thing I hate doing is moving. I hate to move, right, because we, we've moved so much in my uh, in my life. So it came time for us to get ready to move to the home we live in now. And Are you there? You hear me? Yeah, I'm here, yes. Okay, yes. so... It came time for us to move into the home we live in now, and I said, "Okay." I met this lady, and she was like, "She's like, I'm an organizer." I was like, "Oh, hell yeah! That's what I need." I want. I told. Her, I said, "I want you to come in, organize my house, purge all the stuff we don't need, because I don't want to move any clutter." She said, "Rod, I got you." Now mm-hmm. I plugged her with my wife. They got to talking. Next thing I know, this lady is supervising our move. She's She's packing, she's doing this, she's doing that. And I told my wife, I'm like, she's doing a little too much. She's supposed to be just organized. She was like, no, but mm-hmm. she said she could save us some money here and there and blah, blah. I was like, okay. Sure enough, she got on my wife's nerves because she started, <laughs> she she was supposed to be organized and now she's moving. Now she at my house 10, 11 hours a whole day. And now my wife going, she won't leave. And she felt obligated to to hold keep her end of the bargain, but at the same time, what the the, the ultimate thing I wanted getting done was still not getting done. And the bigger picture right. is I'm ending up carrying furniture, Mm-mm. which was what I tried to invert in the first place. So what I learned <laughs> from that experience is let people do their job and just their job. I don't let nobody right. come in my life and do nothing extra. Do your job, mm-hmm. and then if we find out your skill set can accommodate more than that, then we'll let that happen. But in the meantime, just do mm-hmm. do yeah, do that part right there. You know, just do that right there. Yeah, just yeah. finish that up. Do that. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I'm the same way. I mean, it's it's just you know, well, we can't we can't be too far apart from each other when we the way we do things. No, no. <laughs> but um. <laughs> No, we can't, we can't. But anyway, I mean, you know, I understand where you're coming from because, like, I hate moving, too. My mom, boy, and then me, as many times as we've moved, every time we move, I'm getting rid of something. I'm getting rid of something. Something got to go. (laughs) It all can't go with me. It can't. Why? You know, I start giving things away. Garage sale. (laughs) Yeah. Because you accumulate so much junk, you know. Oh. Oh, and stuff you don't need in the mail. Right. That's the worst thing. Because, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about you, 
I'm I'm gone a lot of times, and sometimes you see me tweeting. I'm not home, you know. I'm right. just responding, or I'm you know. But I mean, how can I go through the mail? I can't get through the mail sometimes. So the mail sits in piles. Right. And I'm going okay. I know I forget that bill. Yeah, it, get, it gets overwhelming. You, you like you like me. You like me. If it get if it look like a lot, you be like, oh. you know. It, it, I need another set of shredded. eyes to make it's it organized. Get, then I can look at it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't give it to me that way. Ooh. <laughs> so things get piled up. And, I mean, I just don't like it. And I'm looking at stuff now, going, mm, this will have to change, or something will have to go. But as a writer, you accumulate a lot of stuff. CDs, yeah. DVDs, books. You just you ever have a book and you don't finish it, and it's just sitting around. Let me I mean, tell you about it. Since I've been on since I've been on the Monique show, I get everything. People send me CDs, <sighs> DVDs. Oh. You know what people don't like? People do not like the word no. Like like I, 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 like the old forget. I'm not afraid to throw a no at you, but people still don't want to hear it. So people say, "Hey, Rodney, man, I, I need to do this. Hey, man, I, that's not really my lane. I can't do that." Hey, but just, just if you could just give, take a look at it. I mean, I'm trusting God. To, look, no, 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 you no. are about to be failed by God, I'm telling you, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm telling you. It is difficult. It's difficult. That's why I have a program director, and right. I give it to her. And she says yes, and she says no. And I sit back and smile. <laughs> right. And you're able because, to, be, you're able you to know, be the bell of the ball like you are. Hello. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I mean, yes, most definitely. It, it, it gets on your nerves. But, okay, getting back to your journey. Okay, so you found your 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 people, your crew, and, and that's a blessing. That's right. a blessing because, like you said, you go through a lot of people. I've gone through a lot of people, and I'm down to me now, me and right. my program director, and that's it. I don't have yeah. no one managing me. I don't have a. I don't have a booking agency contracted. With this day and age, with the internet and email, and I don't know if it? you need all that that you used to need. You know, like yeah. I've built my brand enough where people, if they really want me, they can find me. You know, my my Thank email you. is kind of a catch-all. Rodney and Rodney Perry, people can email me if they want to book me, mm-hmm. live performance and stuff like that. Because what mm-hmm. happens if people will start saying that they can get you and and, mm-hmm. and then they, and then they'll they'll, uh, they'll fudge your price either higher or lower and then they get they take a cut and then they pay you something and then you pay them commission on top of the cut they took. So it really gets kind of funky and weird. So, you know, I, I like to be self-contained. I, I feel like I'm, you mm-hmm. know, this is better for me and and, and don't get me wrong, I got the, the the big agencies and stuff are starting to call, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I need y'all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, people go ahead, they take the, the cart and they put it ahead of the horse, uh, per yeah. se. I mean, we've said that a lot of times. But, I mean, until you until you built your brand, until you, like you said, you marketed yourself, people know your email, Rodney at Rodney Perry, was it Rodney at RodneyPerry.com or Rodney at Rodney.com? Rodney at RodneyPerry.com. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. And so, that's okay. We on. Uh, and um, I was hoping I wouldn't burp on, on the air, you know, because I had my, <laughs> my little snack before. <laughs> uh, white cow. <laughs> <laughs> 
some cultures, that's an insult if you don't. But anyway, very true, um, very true. you know, you, yeah, you you know, you build your your brand, you get yourself out there, and all of a sudden, Monique starts calling you. What was that like? Um, it was a trip. Well, well, our initial meeting, we actually did a show called a Big Black Comedy Show together, and uh, but we were together, but not really, because I did all the behind the scenes stuff, and she hosted the show. And uh, that was my first brush with her because I actually interviewed her for that DVD. If you anybody has that DVD and your listeners, they'll see an interview I did with her that's on the DVD extras, you know. And, and I remember that day I asked her, I was like, so if not comedy, what would be your plan B? And she looked at me, she said, I don't have a plan B. And right then I, I was like, this lady is awesome. But we wouldn't connect till like a couple of years later. And I was doing, you know, stand-up around L.A. and uh, – you know, her assistant at the time was a fan. So her assistant was like, yo, Mo, you got to see this Rodney Perry. This dude is funny. And so they came out to see me, and I got a, I get a random call maybe two days later. It's Monique. And she's like, hey, you know, you so funny. We've been laughing at you for two days and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, Monique called me. I was tripping, right? Uh-huh. And so we talked briefly and she was like i love your comedy you talk about your family she said i know it's hard you know right now she said but it's gonna get better she said i mean i want you to take this the wrong way but you know um she's like you know can i take your wife on the shopping spree and i was like huh she's like can i take your wife on the shopping spree? <laughs> she took my wife out and spent upwards of like twenty five hundred dollars in our home that day and oh, wow. It was amazing, and that was really my introduction to, like, the lady that I would, you know, call, like, my, my personal angel later on. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. after that, we would go and do road gigs here and there. You know, we wouldn't, like, link together. And uh, around the time when we were electing Barack Obama, they had a remote, you know, out in the public when she was doing a radio show, and I got invited to come on the air with her and talk about vote and drive and all that. And we were on the air, had such a ball, great chemistry, and little did I know at the time that they were looking to replace her then uh, co-host. And uh, he went away, and then they asked me to come in probably the Wednesday after they elected, after we elected Barack Obama. I came in Wednesday. I came in Thursday. By Friday, they offered me the job of being a co-host, and uh, we've been wow. we've been rolling ever since. Wow. Wow, that is awesome. I mean, but your testimony of of how you got started all the way up until now, it's something for people to actually look at because, you know, you have to start from somewhere, and not everybody is born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I mean, you know. And so you have to work your way up there, and I just I commend you for that. I commend you for sticking to your guns. And actually, you know, when Monique says, when Monique said to you, she didn't have a plan B. That must have been an experience, you know. I mean, it, 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 I, it I was absolutely an experience because, you know, I believe that in in the game of life, you're gonna have to work without a net at some point. Like some mm-hmm. people never achieve what they should achieve for fear, you know, and and, and your success is is surrounded by fear. So you got to be fearless mm-hmm. to to tackle that fear, and and Thanks. you know we 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 go we go through these 
these bouts of of uh, perfection. You know, it, it, it's a writer listening right now that won't finish their piece that they need to write because they keep going back and correcting it. Like, sometimes you just got to get it done. You know, there's something yeah. to be said for finishing something. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, once once you you develop, uh, if you give yourself an option other than your goal, you'll end up with that option. Your plan B will become your plan A. Right. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I, you know, people people tune into these shows and they and they um they hear oh comedian Rodney Perry. I love it because I love the the what we're talking about on these shows because you see the aspect of how you got from A to where you are now, and I've gotten so many wonderful results with people and they've had so many cool testimonies. But I have to say that yours and uh, a couple other people are top on my list of just. Excellent, excellent stories on just sticking to it and just going through it no matter what. You stick to your goals. You stick to it. And yeah. just, oh, my gosh. Now, where are you now? Are you on tour? Uh, the Monique Show, we all know you're on Monique Show. We can see you all the right. time on Monique Show. But what are you doing now besides the Monique Show? Do you have time? I mean, what is your schedule like? Uh, my day-to-day schedule, well, when we're shooting, when we're shooting, my, my day is like I go in roughly about 9. You know, I'm usually up at like 6 a.m., 6.30, you know. It depends. My wife and I switch off, so I, you know, take the kids to school. So I, I, if, I, if it's a day where I take the kids to school, I'm up, you know, get the kids out of there by 7.30. Uh, you know, I'm back in the house by 8, start getting ready for work that day. I'm on set by 10. My first meeting is at 10 a.m. Uh, from 10 to 10.30, that meeting. Then I go out of that meeting into another meeting with Monique, and I come out of that meeting and, you know, start ma- making preparations with my wardrobe, hair, and makeup for that day. And then we shoot the first show around 1 or 1.30. Then we, we reset and do another show for, like, 5.30, you know, do a lunch with a lunch in between. And I'm usually at home by about eight thirty or nine o'clock at night, and uh, so it, it's a grind. We do 150 shows in a season, and uh, we shoot like six shows a week. So it, it, it's a it's it's more TV than people do in their whole career that we've done in a year and a half. So uh, wow. it, it it's definitely a lot, but it's it's a blessing though. I'm not I'm not complaining at yeah. all, and 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 yeah. of course you know. Uh, Monique and I did a tour last year. I, I still perform comedy actively. You know, I perform all the time. You know, I just I just love stand up. That's my first love. So I perform actually pretty frequently. And uh, uh, other than that, you know, I just did a play. You know, I, I you know I did a movie. I'm in Tyler Perry's newest movie, uh, Medea's Big Happy mm-hmm. Family, that's coming out in April. So you know. Uh, the other things that present itself has come as a result of me being a really good comedian. And uh, uh, so the acting and all the other things have come. Right, right. Uh, and it, it's work. Hello, it's work. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, in the industry, I have to say it because Dream Chasers, again, is about people looking from the outside, looking in and seeing something they like, and they want to be that. 
but they don't really want to put the hours in, like, from point A to Z, you know, there, you know? Right. And it doesn't happen like that to everyone. Uh, one in every, what, thousand or something like that? Maybe right. more. But, but for the most part, it is a lot of work. And two shows a day is a lot of work. Um, with me singing, it's a lot of work. You know, singers have these weird hours. We are up at night. Right. And you got to stay healthy, too, you know. Yeah, and you have to stay healthy. And sometimes we don't sleep. We go 24 hours, you know, between the photo shoot, the the video, the the studio at night. You got to finish your, right. you know, you got to finish your EP. You got to finish your single. You got deadlines, you know. You, and, and that is exactly what, you know, you're going through, except you have a team that actually helps you. But people out there, like me, I set my own goals. And right. I am responsible to me. And there's a lot of people out there that are responsible to them. And you've been responsible to yourself as well, I mean, in your career. What would you say to people that are coming up that want to be comedians and want to be like you and, and you're their role model, you know, because you are. You're a role model. Yeah. A lot of people you, you, look up to you. You know, it's, it's a trip. And, and that's a really great question because I was telling a friend of mine the other day, it's like where, where for me it was Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. For this new generation, mm-hmm. you know, their favorite comic might be Rodney Perry, you know, for, from yeah. Comic View or Def Jam or, you know, any of the other appearances that I've made. So I, I've, I've begun to recognize that because, you know, L.A. has a way of making you feel like nobody cares. And and when you get out in, out in this United States or travel the world, you feel like you realize that not only do people care, but, you know, that you have some real fans out there. So I, I'm, I'm starting can, to kind of I'm feel sorry. that. Hold on a second, stop. Yeah. I have to stop you. You said a big, big keyword. When you get out of the United States, United mm-hmm. States is just that. It's just the United States. You get to Canada, South America, Europe, um, Africa. Yeah, Brazil, you don't Africa, realize, Asia, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You don't realize what a big fan base you have and how much people Outside the United States, love you. It's so hard to make it in the United States. Right. When you go out, then you see the results of your fruit. And it's true. I mean, it's true, true on every, or everything. Yeah. And it's like ahead, anything I, else. I, I you kind of have to leave home. You have to leave home to, to really, for home to even respect you. Like, like for, for me, you know, the best advice I give comedians is to get on stage. You know, if if your cousin or somebody says you're funny, you got to be funny to strangers, you know, and people that don't get the joke, you know, and then you can call yourself a real comic. But other than that, that's that's the best advice, you know. Like comics, I mean, hey man, everybody wants a shortcut nowadays, so they like, what I got to do? I'm trying to get on TV. I'm like, well, how long you been doing comedy? You know, six months. I'm like, dude, you got to be a comedian, you know. And, and, and be a comedian for a year, just just that, and then that, that'll make your way. I mean, for me, my goal was always to be just a good comedian, and other things happen as a result of that. Hello? Wow. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, and comedy, is, I mean, I've seen you. Okay, I, I've been wanting to get to your show. I think, when are you coming to Florida? 
like Orlando, Tampa. Uh, you know, you know, no, I think we have a a, a a a a request for me to come to Orlando. No, I it's take right it back. Here. I know, I'm requesting I know, it. I know, I know, Jacksonville is on my calendar, and uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get in business with the improv, so you know, I'll be be playing some improvs to do that. Mm-hmm. Now you have to tell me when you're coming down, like to Central Florida, so I can kind of like go out and and just be the one in the crowd laughing the loudest, you know? Right. <laughs> and just go, but anyway, no, I mean, it's, it's like. <laughs> it's like it's wonderful to have you on the show, and um, and the advice that you give people is is just I mean phenomenal. I've I've um I've experienced some of the stuff like I said that you've gone through, and it it, it is it, it can set you back a little bit. What I, um talking on the opposite side of it, like right now we're talking about the good side of it and everything. On mm-hmm. the downside of it, when you're going through these things, what motivated you to to just keep going? Well, it it is kind of discouraging. I think what's been the best keeping thing for me personally is the fact that it's never been just me that I had to worry about. Like, I've always had a family, like, you know, so I've always been the one, you know, I have my wife, my kids, and so, you know, it became uh, just something to do out of necessity more than the art of it, and I just had to get it done. And, uh, you know, I think that's what having, you know, a woman in your life or a family, you know, like my single friends, you know, didn't have anybody to answer to but themselves. And I think having a family helped me a whole lot. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Because responsibility, I mean, you're looking at your children, you're looking at your wife going, okay, this this can't fail here, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so what what can we see from Rodney besides like uh, the, like I said the Monday show? You said you're looking into the Tampa, and, and I mean, when you when are you finished taping, or are you finished taping now? We'll shoot through May. I mean, I'm off right now for a couple of weeks for the holidays, but we'll shoot through mm-hmm. May, and uh, and then you know we'll, we'll be out touring after that. Oh, wonderful. So we can see some new lineups. Give me some websites and how to get in contact with you. Say again? Give me some websites and how to get in contact with you. My website is RodneyPerry.com. My Twitter is at Rodney Perry. My Facebook is is Rodney, I think it's Rodney Perry forward slash It's Rodney. Because I just started a new one. I have a fan. I have a fan page, but people hate to call themselves fans. So, uh, but it, any any one of those ways would be a great way to uh, say hi or what's up. Right. Yeah. No. I hit you up on Facebook, and that page is full. Please don't yeah. miss me. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So then you can see the support is coming from all over the world for you. I am so proud of you, and I'm so happy for you. I'm glad a fellow Chicago person, you know, and then, I mean, come on, like, what, what county were you born in? I, I, I was born in Cook County Hospital. No, you wasn't. Yes, I was. No, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. 1970. Because I'm 70. Uh oh, so you are older than me. I'm seventy two. <laughs> oh, you young you're young. And I was born at Cook County Hospital. Two years after you. 
You know what? I was probably in the same little crib that you were in. That's probably why I rubbed off on me the opposite direction. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I'm telling you, I mean, you know, hey, Chicago people, we think alike sometimes. This is great. I, I, I wow. love Chicagoans. I love Chicagoans. I told people, I told one of my brothers, I said, you can run into a brother from Chicago anywhere in the world. I, I bet there's a brother right now stepping in the sand, like in Bangladesh somewhere. You could, because we, I mean, yeah. we, I don't know how we end up everywhere, you know? It's, know Chicagoans are always, but they still have a Chicago feel to them. Tell me about it, you know? Tell me about it. I got to go back up there. My family's up there, you know? But Chicago, man, I tell you. Chicago people, jazz, blues, co- comedians, the singers. I mean, it, Chicago produces so many wonderful, wonderful talents. That is just amazing, and, and you're one of them. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, right? wow. You, you made it, my day, anything? girl. <laughs> what? I made you your made day? You made my day. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, anyway, so. <laughs> no, is there anything you want to say? Before we finish the show, to your fans and to the people out uh, there. Uh, first of all, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I know you have a choice of who you talk to, and um, you know I, I remember when nobody cared, and and that's what that's what I want to say to your audience that I, I know when you're on your hustle and you're on your grind, it's it's a really lonely existence, but just know if you keep pursuing your goals, and and just let the game continue to come to you. It'll before known. You before long, you will be you know entertaining the world. I can remember uh, hosting Cedric the Entertainer's 40th birthday and just saying to myself, I, I don't know. I couldn't foresee none of the stuff that 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 I would eventually you know achieve by the time I turned 40. You know, and you know, not a year ago, you couldn't have told me this that I would be here. So it's a major blessing, and you never know where the blessings lie. So do what I do. Ask God for discernment, the ability to take your to to discern the good people from the bad people, and uh, and everything else. It'll be fine. Yeah, is good. I tell you, I, I yes, yes, I back that up a hundred percent. You have to keep him first in everything you do, and in every decision you make, because that right there, if you move before, if you move before him. Forget it. It's over. It's done. Ain't nothing right. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But um, I, you know, I wanted to thank you because you were the first person on Twitter. Um, not literally the first person, but the first celebrity person that actually was very nice to me on Twitter. And I thank you. I know I shouted you out, you know, but it was like, oh, here's Rodney. Let me shout him out. You know, that's so cool. I'm glad for him. You know, when I see other people, well, you were so dope to me because. People were whack, you know, and I was like, wow. And then you was like so, you know, positive, and and you were like, you were like big, you was you was big up in other people. And I thought, to me, that's what Twitter should be about. And and you kind of embody what it what it should be. And uh, I was I was impressed. I remember I remember telling people like, man, this girl is off the chain, you know. <laughs> and so you know, I, I was just impressed, and I'm I'm glad you got a show. And I wish you much continued success in your music and all your endeavors too. Thank you. See that that's the thing. When I when I went on Twitter, the reason I started the show was because of Twitter. I saw so many people out there just reaching out and going, Where can I send my music? 
uh, how can I get an interview? I'm like, here I am. I'm nobody. You know, here I am. I'm struggling too, but I'm like, you know what? We should support each other, and in supporting each other, we'll help each other move forward. You know, big ups to everybody out there that's doing something, you know, and trying to do it big. You know, if you stay with it and you become and you, you're positive and you collaborate with other people, I don't see yeah. any reason why you couldn't move up together. You know, and right. that's my whole thing. Everybody makes a piece of the pot, and there's plenty to go around. You know, don't be hogging it all. Let's let's just all work <laughs> together. And, and Let me get a slice. You know, we <laughs> we make each other go up at the same time. And that's why I say a lot of people are in the pot. They don't want you to succeed. They don't. And and they want to pull you down. The reason they want to yeah. pull you down, and, and not everybody, but there's just certain people and key people out there that do this. They want to pull you down so they can step on top of your head. <laughs> I know that. I don't mind them stepping on my head as long as they don't have no, no, uh, no spikes on their heels. <laughs> no, but some of them got spikes. <laughs> you gotta be careful. <laughs> you know, and, you know, you know. Another thing, like another thing. Before track. I, yeah, another thing before I get out of here, I want to say too is that you know, people always say don't burn bridges, and but you know, so you because you may have to go across it. And the reality is, you don't burn bridges, so so you can create opportunity for somebody that looks like you to make it across that same bridge someday in the future. Yeah, that's true. You know, you don't burn bridges, no. I, I try not to. Sometimes people burn them for you, though. You, there's nothing you I know. Set that mother blade. Kind of down. Yeah. And next thing you know, that's gone. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's yeah, been a pleasure my, my having pleasure. you on the show, Rodney. And, uh, man, you got to keep us informed on all the things that's going on in your life and what you're doing. And uh, if you if you have anything, you know, you want to uh, display or anybody you want to suggest to Dream Chasers Radio, you just email, hit me up on Twitter or whatever, and uh, we'll make it happen for them because we're here for people who, you know, they going through and they're trying to get to their dream, and, and we're both we're both understanding of that. So thank you so much. Man, thank thank you, and, and have a blessed day, and I can't wait till we talk again. Yes, most definitely, and I, I'm looking forward to one day meeting you in person. Oh, that, I'm sure that'll happen. I'm not going to be the person in the front row. I am not going to be the person <laughs> in the front row. Oh, uh, you'll be if, safe. If I am, if, if I am, I'm going to be under the table. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> All right, have a good day, Watt. All right, you too. Yeah. And this has been Yahaloma with Dream Chasers Radio. We just finished interviewing Rodney Perry. What a wonderful stand-up guy. And if you've gotten anything from this message, just know that this person going through doesn't mean that you're not going to succeed in your goals. You keep dreaming that dream. You keep pushing it. And don't ever look back. Remember, Monique said she had no plan, B. Well, some of us have to. But if you don't, it's okay. 